0: This is Feed Play Love, a podcast especially for the parents and carers of small children. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. Over the years, I've spoken to some really interesting people about parenting, and this next interview is one from our collection. I hope you enjoy it. There are hundreds of childcare centres around Australia with different approaches to education and learning. Today, we're going to start close to home with the centre where my daughter goes. It's called WeCare in Sydney. The founder and owner of WeCare, Ruth Weinstein, uses a philosophy known as Reggio from the northern Italian town of Reggio Emilia. Sounds quite exotic. (laughs) (laughs) Ruth, welcome to Kindling Conversation. Thank you. So let's start with the name. How does a philosophy about early learning come from an Italian town?
1: Um, Reggio Emilia started looking at um, early childhood education at the end of World War II, um, where the women wanted to provide for their children some security um, and some comfort and uh, they decided to put some money from a stolen tank and um, <laughs> horse and truck uh, into um, a centre for children for early learning and this was the very beginning of this whole movement um, and a, an educator called Loris Malaguzzi heard about it and went to Reggio Emilia and became very involved and with his insights and his deep thinking they um, developed a philosophy Based on their own understanding of early childhood and children, so Montessori came from Italy as well. Mm-hmm. What is
0: it about the Italians and children and this this kind of learning?
1: I think they have a real passion for early 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 learning, but for their children, they want the best for their children, and they um, are very deep thinkers. So they have read widely, and so Reggio Emilia took all the philosophies that were available and read them all and looked at all the different things that they had to offer, but then created their own based on their own beliefs. So
0: what's possibly the most important principle? I know there are several, but what would you say
1: is the most important principle of this style of teaching? Um, The image of the child. So for them... They don't see children as empty vessels that need filling up with information. They're not there adults are not there to just feed children information. They believe children come full of information. Even very young babies are already filling their minds with information and they believe that the role of the educator or the adult is to help the child use the knowledge that they have to make sense of the world that they live in. And they believe that they are very capable of doing that.
0: So let's make an example of this, because I remember we had an information night at WeCare and you you took us through the philosophies and I found that really interesting how that actually applies practically to what you do in the childcare centres. So... Um, let's say um, some a child at WeCare came up to one of the staff there and said, why is the sky blue? <clears throat> For example, how would your educators respond to that?
1: So we wouldn't answer them. Our, our first response would be, what do you think? Yeah. So we would ask the children what their ideas would be. So we've had this conversation where I asked the children why the clouds were brown um, and they came up with all sorts of things. And the main um, theory was that the smoke from mummy's coffee um, (laughs) goes up into the air and then out the window and creates brown clouds. Now, we wouldn't then say to the child, yes, that's right or no, that's wrong. We then said, well, that's a really good idea. Let's make some coffee and see if we can catch the smoke and see if we can make some clouds. And so we extended that child's idea and hypothesis um, by allowing them to try it out. Um, We never did come to a conclusion, (laughs) um, but we allowed the children to do that. And sometimes we might do that through asking them to draw their ideas. So using all the languages that are available to them, um, which Lawrence Malaguzzi called the 100 languages, um, That these children can express themselves through all sorts of different ways and not every child is a good talker. Some are good drawers, some are dancers, some are musicians, some are um, good at making things with clay and wire. So there are all sorts of ways that children can express their ideas and their hypotheses.
0: So for one of those parents who might be a warrior, they shall remain nameless, um, (laughs) when their child asks them a question like that and they go on this beautiful fantastical journey about what might make the sky blue or the clouds brown or whatever and then they think oh dear they're going to go to school and say this is how the world works and it's not how the world works what's your response to that as a as an educator of young children
1: i think eventually children will find out the the information and sometimes we take the children to the internet and look up information and read books and so forth The world isn't going to fall down if a child has a theory about the sky being blue because, you know, an aeroplane went past and painted it blue. Um, I think the important things that children need to know, the concepts that they need to know, they will learn along the way. And having amazing imagination and having wonderful ideas is only going to be beneficial to them in the future. If their answers aren't 100% right, eventually they will find the, the right answer.
0: And is part of it about allowing their little brains to be flexible? Because I yeah. imagine that's, they're going all kinds of places, aren't yeah. they?
1: Yeah, and giving them the opportunity to just be free to think and, and make have ideas and, and to know that everybody has an idea. And part of the Reggio philosophy is that the children are part of a community and that everyone has rights. So everyone has the right to have their own opinion and everyone has the right to have their say. Um, and so we listen to each other. But we don't say no. That's not right, or that we will, We would say that's a really interesting idea. I wonder what your idea is. So we, we the children, we're teaching the children that there are many ideas out there that they need to respect everyone's ideas.
0: And so coming back to a, a practical level again. Could you describe what a day at WeCare might look like? So when the child arrives at the daycare centre, I mean, of course, I know (laughs) (laughs) because I dropped my daughter off there all the time. But um, for people who haven't seen a centre that kind of um, embraces this type of philosophy, what does it look like for the children?
1: Okay, so there could be a whole series of things set up, what we call provocations. So there could be we have a very big light table and there could be something on the light table to inspire the children and it might be something they've never seen before and materials they've never seen before for creating images or pictures or just manipulating those materials. Um, so there would be lots of those things. It would be. Yesterday there was a beautiful table with beautiful pieces of wood and branches of trees and blocks and leaves. And the children were creating tree houses and um, using those natural materials in very creative ways. So we would not have in our centre, you wouldn't come in and there would be an art activity. So there wouldn't be that everybody would go home today with a caterpillar made out of egg cartons. We might be talking, for instance, they've been talking about worms and we might um, give them an opportunity to create their own worms, but they would decide what materials they were going to use. And so um, the children would be using clay and wire a lot. And so they might say to us, I need some wire for my worm or I need some clay and we would provide those things for them. So there would be lots of open-ended activities where the children are in control of how they um, use the materials that are put out and made available. And a lot of it would be based on what they're interested in, um, what we've been talking about and what we want to provoke the children to do. And when you were talking to us on that information night,
0: the example you made about that um, not Giving them something to take home necessarily was going into a primary school class, and then there's a row of owls that look the same. Can you can you talk us through that? Because I think that's what people have had an experience themselves mm. of when they're at kindergarten. You all did the owl, or you all mm. did the, you know.
1: I read somewhere recently that if you can't, if you don't know that it's yours in the in the row of owls or ducks on the wall, then it's not art. So what we believe is that children should be creative. So if children were going to draw ducks, let them draw their own ducks. Having a pre-drawn shape for the children to fill in with pre-described materials says to the child, this is the only way a duck should look. And we know that ducks come in a million different formats. So, um, the idea is not to make children do all do the same thing because that's not being creative and in Reggio it's about being imaginative, creative using your own ideas Um, they use lots of loose materials so we have what we call transient art so it's art that the children create but they can't take home so we take photographs of it and documentation for us is very important because it tells the children we really respect what they do we admire their work we admire their words and those are up for the children and the parents to read and it's about the process It's not the product at the end because if you have a product that you're focused on, you miss the wonderful things that go on through the process.
0: And something else that I I find really interesting is when someone would say to you, for example, um, you know, my child's going to be three um, or four, what should she know to be a three- or four-year-old? And can you tell us your response to that statement?
1: Um, Well, I think we're... What's happening in this world is we're always preparing for the next stage of life. We're always getting our children ready for the next step and we're missing out on the step that we're in now. So we say, um, let the child be two, let the child be three, let them enjoy, let them grow and develop. They will develop the skills that they need for the next stage in life. Um, So, you know, this preparation for school, the most important thing for preparing children for school is to be confident, capable, able to talk for themselves, able to ask questions, have a love of learning. Um, all of those things come from being immersed in a program that fosters those skills and when they go to school they th- they absolutely thrive. I mean our children don't do letter land and they don't do things but letters and words are immersed in what we do. So they they may be writing a letter to a newspaper because they're very passionate about whales and they don't want the whales being killed. So in that, there's lots of literacy and lots of um, experiences. So the children are learning the power of language, of, of the written language, the power of being able to read and eventually they will read um, but we're not forcing them they will do it when they're ready and when they need to Um, and so our children we're we're making them fatter rather than you know pushing them ahead when they're not really ready for it.
0: Now at the risk of um, using the the language that people do about children um, but to summarise I guess You've been doing this for some time.
1: Mm-hmm. Forty years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I've noticed there's lots of uh, people who come back and bring their children and they went to We Care. Exactly. Um, what are the sorts of outcomes you've seen um, from the children that have been
1: through your centres? Um, I think I've seen from, if I look back at when I first started, um, that children who are part of this Reggio Emilia philosophy are far more creative, far more confident about asking questions, um, about saying, why are we doing this? You know, questioning things. Um, they're more confident um, and and they work very well together with other people. So um, it's not about the individual isolated. I think what I've seen is children working as a community and fostering a community awareness um, and being in extremely creative, doing things that I would never have imagined three- and four-year-olds to be capable of.
0: I think my daughter's in good hands. <laughs> Ruth Weinstein, thank you so much for coming here. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt.